way I talk, say something Gotta throw a party for my day ones Pull up and you know it's us, the bass jumping Welcome to the Hoop Dreamers Podcast This is your regular host, Elijah Williams uh, I'm joined today by assistant coach of University of Louisville Legendary college basketball player Former national champion in 2010 at Duke uh, born in Louisville, raised in the DMV. Everybody, you know, let's welcome the people's champ, Nolan Smith, Dot Smitty. What's up, bro? <laughs> How you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Welcome to the podcast, I got to humbly, humbly say you forgot first round NBA draft pick. First round NBA draft pick, yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 say, definitely... I, say, I say that humbly because I, I worked no, hard. for sure. No, for sure, for sure, for sure. You, you work hard for that, and a lot of other kids working hard for that as well. And that's that's exactly who we're doing this for. That's right, dream chases, guys. Exactly, go get it. exactly. Uh, and, and you know, you obviously spent a lot of time at Duke, uh, both as a player and on staff. Uh, we we crossed paths at, when I was a manager, and and you were on staff. And and the thing about that experience was, you know, we we didn't just cross paths our paths pretty much converged, yeah. right? And that's because Duke had very much of a, of a family atmosphere. And that's the same kind of atmosphere that Louisville's building, that's right? Great. So in, in that family atmosphere at Louisville, I want you to share, you know, with the young Hoopers tuning in, what you're looking for when you're going out and, and evaluating talent uh, and scouting at, you know, games, practices, whatever it may be for you know new talent to join that louisville family is that cool with you yeah absolutely so now when we when we go out on the road we're looking for uh the next louisville cardinal first thing we're looking for is obviously talent you know louisville is a in my opinion and a lot of people's opinion a top top five top ten arguably top five program um in the history of college basketball at three national championships um a lot of great history um with this program so Obviously, we're looking for the best of the best um, to come here, and um, we need talent, but we also need players that are going to play extremely hard because um, there's a lot of talent out there in this in this world playing this game. So how hard do you play? Um, after that, we're looking for high IQ players. How well do they play with others? You know, can't you can't just be out there just somebody that's just jacking shots, scoring, scoring 30. Like, yeah, that's cool, but mm-hmm. you know, how do you play the game? Do you play it the right way? Mm-hmm. Um, do you give effort on the defense end? You don't have to be perfect on the defense end, but how's your effort there? Yeah. Um, you have to give effort on the defense end. And then it's a really small thing, but then we also are able to watch body language, how they interact with their teammates, how they interact mm-hmm. with their coaches. Um, we're looking for big-time players, but also big-time people. You can learn a lot about a player and a person just based off of that and how they mm-hmm. how they handle and carry themselves as a young basketball player. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and let's go back to the days where, you know, you were also a player. You also you you still hoop a little bit. Don't 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 get it, don't get it wrong, but a little bit. Live, live now just for cardio. Yeah. Hey, you you still got it though. We all know that. And you know, I, w- I want to start with, you know, what kind of led you to this point and obviously in your playing career when you were in the shoes of, you know, the young hoopers that are tuning into this, you know. And like like you just explained, first round draft pick, you were a very good player, yeah. legendary college player, 
But even before that, you know, there are a couple of questions I, that I need to ask you that I'm going to ask every guest before the national championship, before the draft, when you were just a young kid growing up in the DMV around a bunch of soon to be great players uh, coming out of the DMV, you know, what were your hoop dreams and where'd you see yourself going with the game? Yeah. So growing up, I was basically born into the game of basketball because of my dad, who was at the time playing for the Los Angeles Clippers and then played for the Kings and then finished up with the Celtics, went right around the time I was born. Um, those were his last couple teams. But I always had the hoop dream because of them. And just really just a ball in a dream. I think every kid that picks up the ball or picks up any sport, it's like, all right, well, I'm going to start playing this sport. But then I also wanted to just be a really good athlete. So I played all different types of sports. I tried soccer. I tried football. I tried tennis. I tried a little bit of everything. But then basketball mm -hmm. was one thing that always just kept kept my love, kept my attention. Yeah. I didn't age as we're all, we all kind of got ADD. We're all over Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, once I hit around – 11, 12 years old, 10, 11, 10, probably say 10, 11 years old, I realized, okay, I'm really good at basketball. Um, you know, I'm playing against some varsity, varsity basketball kids and I'm yeah. able to go at them. And then mm -hmm. I'm in eighth grade and I'm really going at the varsity guys. They got high school varsity coaches asked me if I wanted to play varsity, but in Maryland, I wasn't allowed to. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm, I'm pretty good at this game. Let me see where this thing can take me. So, and you know, once I hit high school and I realized I was really good at it, you know, that's when I really had to dedicate myself to my craft and really focus on basketball and how bad did I want it. And I was fortunate enough to be around pros. You know, I was around Harvey Grant, Rod Strickland, um, Juwan Howard. Once, yeah. my dad, once my dad passed away, Mm -hmm. All those guys became like my uncle. So I was still able to be around pros and mm -hmm. see how they worked, listen to them, see the grind and see kind of how hard it was to get to that level. Because, mm -hmm. you know, now that I'm 34 years old, I really look back at the journey. I'm like, man, there's millions of people that play this game. Mm -hmm. One of a million. That's really the percentages of chances of you making it to – High yeah. D, high yeah. D, let alone <laughs> yeah. the NBA. You know, so really, mm -hmm. there's, there's people think that just going high D one is easy. That's not easy, mm -hmm. let alone making it to the NBA. So for me, growing up, the game of basketball was something that I had to really take serious mm -hmm. and really eliminate distractions in order to chase my dream. Absolutely, and, and speaking of all the things that you know, you and kind of growing up, your dad passing away. You find in a, a set of mentors in, you know, current and future pros at, at that time. And like I said, just a lot of talent being surrounded by you in, in the DMV in general. Yeah. So, you know, but with you, you ended up by the time you were finishing up high school, you were one of the best players in the country. McDonald's All-American, five-star prospect, committed to Duke, yeah. right? How did you think committing to Duke and playing for Coach K was going to help you achieve those hoop dreams that you, you know, came up with when you were younger? And what can you say to the younger hoopers out there tuning in about 
what they should be looking for in these college coaches and these college programs when they're trying to make decisions for themselves. Yeah, no, it's crazy. So growing up, really, Louisville was my dream school. I was born in Louisville. My dad played at Louisville. Right. A Louisville basketball fan until the year year before I went to Duke. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I grew up watching so many of the great Louisville guards that played here. Um, So when I committed to Duke, really, it was a – family decision as far as my relationship with Johnny Dawkins. And then it was a business decision and a life decision just as far as in that moment, like after basketball, I felt like Duke would benefit me more long-term than here at Louisville. Um, I knew I wanted to stay in school four years and just a side note, Louisville was very loaded at the guard position at that time as well. Mm-hmm. So it was really a very thought out decision took my time on it it was only two schools in my mind in my heart and ultimately came down to you know just that business decision is where am I gonna play right away like I had the most opportunity to play Mm -hmm. um and that that was due you know looking at the guys that were there I was like oh I think I can go there and play and the platform that Duke had to offer with Coach K I was like okay I've always been on the big stage I want to st- I want to stay also on on the brightest light stage that mm-hmm. uh, I can I can showcase my skill. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and you I mean you went there and did just that right. All American, national champion, ACC Player of the Year. I mean you you, you did just about everything you could do at that level, and then yeah. went went on to become a first round draft pick to the Portland Trail Blazers, right? as you as you mentioned earlier. And then, you know, your, your pro career ended up being cut short due to injuries. And at that point in time, you decided to, is that when you decided to go straight into coaching? You know, what, what led to that decision? Coaching was always in the back of my mind. But obviously with the injuries, it definitely came sooner than I would have liked. You know, I would definitely mm-hmm. would love to have played till I was at least 30 and then shut it down. But, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it was a blessing in disguise for me to get into this business at a, at a young age, because now, you know, people, you know, toot my horn a, lo- a little bit and say I'm one of the great up-and-coming coaches. I'm humbled mm-hmm. by that. I'm humbled by that, but I think a lot of that is because I was able to get into it at a young age um, and learn a lot at a very early age. And mm-hmm. I'll just continue to just hone my craft as as a college coach and college recruiter. So, you know, blessing in disguise, and I'm, I'm thankful for it. There were days where I was bitter. And and upset that I wasn't still playing, mm-hmm. um, but I never questioned God. I never questioned His plan and why things happen. So absolutely, I'm definitely thankful to be um, where I'm at, and you know now watching and helping mm-hmm. other chasers chase their dream of of making it to the NBA. Absolutely, and and you you joined the the Duke staff in 2016, correct? Spent about you know six seasons there before you know joining your, your original home for now in Louisville, yeah. uh, you, you know, and, you know, like, as you said, your dad won a national championship there. So, I mean, this, this program definitely always meant a lot to you. And it's amazing to see you back there, you know, in a position to make a huge impact. I'm definitely happy for you in, in that regard, bro. I appreciate um, and, you know, with, with that and with the position you're in now, you know, let's get into the main topic in, you know, the scouting and evaluation of young talent, especially from the perspective of a high high major 
in a Division One program like Louisville, right? Yeah. And, and, and you're somebody, you know, I, I definitely thought you would be a great guest for this kind of topic because just from following you on, on social media and knowing you personally, you're somebody that, you know, takes a, has a lot of pride in going out there and watching these, these watching a lot of young talent and seeing them, you know, working to, to achieve their hoop dreams, right? You already have a huge presence in yourself, but I mean, you can see another level of pride within you from having that Louisville logo across your chest, right? So what makes you so passionate from your perspective about watching young talent? Yeah, I'm, pa I'm passionate because one, I love the game of basketball. And my job is to go watch basketball. That's that's one reason why I'm really passionate. Second reason is that I'm passionate to watch young dream chasers, just like I once was when I was coming up. Like I see myself in them. I see young young kids, young hungry kids trying to get it. I see them out there, you know, having fun, dying for loose balls, getting excited, making three. A little nervous when look on the sidelines and see college coaches. You know, that's why I try. That's why I try and smile a little bit and have have some fun as I'm walking in. Give them a little head nod. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, a lot of coaches out here are very uptight and trying to yeah. you know, give like this coach persona. I, yeah. I always try not to give that coach persona. I'm a former player. I played this game at a high level. Um, I, I'm never trying to be a certain thing that maybe the the, the business wants me to be. I'm gonna mm -hmm. be myself, and being mm -hmm. myself is passionate, energetic. Absolutely smiling, happy, having fun. And nothing mm -hmm. is more fun than watching young dream chasers chase their dream. I absolutely love it. I get excited to go in the gym, even yeah. though there's long days of sitting in the gym for <laughs> yeah. plus hours. Like that's tiring. Yes. But it's no other place I'd rather be. Mm -hmm. And just watching the games, like I try and make sure the kids relax because some of them try to, you know, they don't understand. Like when we're watching a game, you can be 0 for 20 but I can see if you're talented by your form, by your approach, by mm -hmm. your size, athleticism, yeah. by your form. Yeah. You, can be, you can miss 20 in and outs. But yeah. I saw the smoothness of your shot, the release, mm -hmm. the quickness of your release, your footwork, mm -hmm. your shot preparation, everything. It's the small things that I'm able to notice because I've been watching this game a long time that I don't care if you go over 45. Mm -hmm. long as you played hard, you played with energy, you smiled yeah. Times like you're enjoying the game, yeah. Show the hunger. That's it. That's all I want to see. Absolutely. And and speaking of what you want to see, you know, people forget that their performance isn't the only thing that the coaches are looking at. You know, mm -hmm. there, there are a lot of other factors that go into the recruitment process as a whole, outside of just you know what you do in between those lines. Because you talk yeah. about what other factors you look for when you're going out there and, and, and watching this young talent. Yeah, well, so definitely looking for a good teammate, somebody who interacts with their team, somebody hits a good shot, they say good shot, somebody makes a great hustle play, you see them over there trying to pick them up and encourage them, especially if they're the best player, somebody that we're recruiting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They should be encouraging their teammates. They should be showing an enthusiasm because at the end of the day, those players are going to come play with other great players. Mm -hmm. At all the Power 5 big schools, you're going to play with other probably really good players mm -hmm. so how do you mesh do you belong there because there's plenty of guys that can average 40 points that have not gotten these d1 scholarships 
Mm-hmm. If you ask them why, hopefully they know by now the reason why. Oh man, I was selfish. If they can look back in the mirror and, and tell the truth, mm-hmm. I was selfish. So I didn't play the game the right way. I thought it was about me, me, me. Well, this game is not about me, me, me. It's about mm-hmm. team. Yeah. And if you can be really good and be a part of a team, that's just going to continue to elevate you when you're able to be a star amongst stars. Absolutely. To elevate and then affect the game, affect winning. You know, there's mm-hmm. one thing in saying that thing. There's one thing that always sticks in my mind. My mom always told me, you know, you should play tennis. You should always have two sports. Basketball is your main sport, but then you should try tennis. So I tried tennis. Her reason behind that was when I was younger, there were times where I'd get a bad attitude, you know, 12, 13 years old, bad attitude. Mm-hmm. Would get mad at my teammates when they didn't catch my fancy passes. Yeah. Throw my hands <laughs> up, get in the car. Well, they're not catching my passes. My mom was like, look. Those are your teammates. You need to be a good teammate. You want to mm-hmm. get mad at somebody, go play tennis. Get mad at yourself. Yeah. But you're going to do that with your teammates. Mm-hmm. You're going to be a great teammate and be supportive of them when you're with your team playing mm-hmm. basketball. So let's yeah. go play tennis. You can slam your racket all you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when you're between them lines with your four other teammates, you got to be supportive and uplift them when things don't go your way. Mm-hmm. So I learned that at an early age that I got to know how to be a great teammate and play with my teammates. Absolutely. And speaking of, you know, obviously Louisville is looking at top talent, right? If you're one of the top players in the country, Louisville is giving you a look, right? But there can be some misperceptions when it comes to who should be at the top of the rankings or who should be at the top of the, of the scouting charts. And social media and YouTube, all that stuff has a lot to do with it, right? I mean, you, you see all, you see a little highlight dunk here and there. A player's doing, I mean, it seems like people are doing East Bays in games at a younger age than ever now. I mean, you see eighth graders coming up doing doing crazy dunks in the game. And just from that, you know, the fans get all aroused from it and they believe that, you know, this player should be ranked this. He he's he's doing all this and that. He had a fancy crossover. And that's just from a fan perspective. And obviously that, that that doesn't always align with what college coaches are seeing, you know, especially at the at the high major D1 level. So from your perspective, how do you see those, you know, highlight plays, those dunks, those crossovers? And do they play any part into how you view them as a player overall? <laughs> no, as far as the full package of, of basketball player, no. Those plays are very exciting and they're cool to see. I, I love scrolling Instagram and seeing a nice highlight here and there yeah. <laughs> down to a ranking or, oh, this kid is everything. And the social media fans and comments are going crazy. Oh, yeah. he's, he's a pro. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes that's <laughs> not the case. So for the real basketball minds out there, the NBA GMs and front office people, the high-level college coaches – that know what they're doing and know what they're watching, those highlights really are just a blip on the radar that, that yeah. you just pass by. Yeah. Um, I, I love them for the kid because it gives the kid some attention. Now, hopefully that young man or lady, because there's ladies out here, yeah. which is very impressive. Hopefully they follow that up with 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 basketball knowledge and plays to go mm-hmm. along with crazy athleticism and crazy highlights. But those highlights only go but so far. Yeah. Because real minds, and like you mentioned, ranking most most rankers, P 
people doing that work probably average 0.3 points per game in high school. <laughs> um, and probably never even make some of them exactly high school bitch. Exactly. Maybe being a manager. That's no, that's, that's no knock on them. That's no knock on them as far as doing their job. I think they do do a great job. You can see talent without playing at the high level. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that. Of course. But there's also a different mindset from people that have played this game because they know off rip what what it takes to be at this level, yeah. what it takes to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't see rankings in the NBA. Yeah. Ain't nobody doing a ranking. That's true. That. Guess yeah. what? They don't know. They wouldn't know where to start. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you see you kids getting drafted yeah. to the to the NBA. You be like, who? Yeah, exactly. Where's he from? Yeah. Oh, Mid major kid got drafted this year. So yeah. Like four or five. Yeah. NBA NBA personnel, they're starting to look mm-hmm. at that mid mid major level. Mm-hmm. There's everywhere now. Mm-hmm. You had asked earlier as far as like where and how should kids pick their schools? Pick schools that are best for you. Mm-hmm. The the Louisville's, the the Kentuckys, the Carolinas, the Dukes, the big the Kansases, and all that, all that stuff. Yeah. But there's a lot of jobs out there. Mm-hmm. Don't put all your eggs in one basket, saying, "Oh, I'm I'm a high major, I'm going here." Mm-hmm. You might end up there, and you might ride the bench. Mm-hmm. Now, if that's what you're good with doing, and be, just being part of a big program, come on, we love you. But I hope you're going to be a good person and a great teammate. Yeah. On your way. Absolutely. You know, we're gonna continue. We're gonna continue to work with you and make sure you're getting better. But if you don't, you know, we can only we we can't blame ourselves and and we can't blame you. Sometimes that's just the situation. But when you really look enough to make your college decision, choose somewhere where you feel like you can really play, dominate, yeah. have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what I I think. And then also. Choose a school where you feel comfortable with the coaching staff mm-hmm. and really get to know a coaching staff. Ask them tough questions. Yeah. Talk to them. Really get a feel for who they are. Because a lot of college coaches, we sell, we, we are selling you. Most of us. Most mm-hmm. schools. Yeah, absolutely. Most schools, I can say that's not – we're not trying to sell dreams. We're going to tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, on our staff, we got – it's crazy. I get to walk in, the, in, in my office and I see a Hall of Famer in Danny Manning. Mm-hmm. First round draft pick in Mill Wagner. Yeah. NBA draft pick in Kenny Payne. We got a first round draft pick in Reese Gaines. And then myself, you got five NBA draft picks in my office. We're not going to sugarcoat nothing for you. Yeah. If you want it, <laughs> we can't. Yeah. Because we're doing you a disservice. Mm-hmm. Talk to your staffs, get the real, and don't let them sugarcoat nothing and don't let them tell you what you want to hear. Absolutely. You are a dream chaser. That's not how it's going to work. Your dream will be deflated if you are lied to and you feel like and somebody gasses up your head. Boom. Somebody's going to burst that bubble. It's going to be a reality check that hits you. Oh, what they was telling me wasn't real. Mm -hmm. I thought thought it was sweet. Mm -hmm. No, it ain't sweet. Yeah. 60 draft picks every year in 75 years. There's been about 4,360 NBA players, roughly. I think it's around that around that number. In 75 years, 
four thousand three hundred some NBA players. That is yeah. a low number. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> low number. I get to see five every single day. Yeah. In one in one spot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Five dudes. Yeah, exactly. NBA court for multiple, multiple years. Exactly. So just make sure you are getting told the truth and you, you are re- using your family, your mom, your dad, whoever it is in your circle to really give you the real information, steer you in the right direction and and, and just be, be tough on you. Make sure you're mm-hmm. making the best decision for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's up. And, you know, and this next question is kind of similar to what you kind of experienced when you were a player, you know, thinking about going to Louisville, right, where, you know, you saw that they had a team full of guards already and you weren't sure how limited or uh, uh, ample the opportunities there would be, right? So, so there, there are some young hoopers out there who try to get ahead of the curve when it comes to that, right? They, they see Louisville as one of the main schools in the gym, but they know, you know, hey, Louisville already, I'm, I'm a guard. Louisville already has three guards in the lineup and they got mm-hmm. two more coming in next year. You know, yeah. for kids in that position who see you, they know the roster, you know, because at a big program, they, people are going to know who's on the team, right? Yep. They, yep. They, know the, they know the roster and they kind of – determine whether or not they want to give it their all based on how well they like, how much they like the school or how much opportunity they see at the schools that are watching the court side. What can you say to, what can you say to those hoopers as as far as, you know, kind of fixing their attitude and letting them know, like that's, that's simply should not be the way that you look at those situations. Yeah. No, I mean, look, you got, you got to do your homework, but one, everywhere you go, there's going to be somebody there. (laughs) Especially yeah. if you're trying to go high level. Yeah. There's going to be somebody there. Even low level, there's going to be a senior there. Yeah. It's going to kick your butt. So at the end of the day, if you want to play this game, you can't you can't duck no smoke. Mm-hmm. You can't run from no bump. Yeah. <laughs> Tie your shoes up and say, let's go. Put yeah. your heart on wherever it is. Now, if you see a, a roster and there's five guards, okay, yeah. Look somewhere else. Yeah. That's a lot of guards. Yeah. You see three guards. Okay. That means there's space for one more. Mm-hmm. That doesn't guarantee you're going to jump ahead of those three. Yeah. You got to fight for it. You yeah. Because at the end of the day, if you're a dream chaser and you want to play in the NBA, guess what? No matter what you NBA 2 cares out there think that the 15th round of the roster, that's 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 rated 52 by Ronnie. Two K, <laughs> yeah. What? That 52 rated dude will bust your butt. Mm-hmm. He will give you 77 points <laughs> on a light day. I promise you that. Yeah. You can't, you can't start, you can't duck it in college because once you get to the NBA, guess what? You really ain't ducking it. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. This game of basketball is about competition. Mm-hmm. You love competition, then choose a school, do your homework. But understand, you ain't ducking nothing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and, and with with you, you know, working for for a high major D one program, there are a lot of kids who would want to put that Louisville uniform on, right? And there are some that deserve to get that opportunity, but they don't 
not everybody has the opportunity to play on, you know, the branded circuits or to just happen to be playing with a five-star prospect. Y'all are already looking at and getting a, you know, a third person look. What are some other ways for people to, you know, get in touch with y'all or to get some exposure to your program without having to be on one of those top teams or playing for a top high school? Yeah. Yeah. I think now young, young kids are so, fortunate to be a part of the social media era. Mm-hmm. It's a gift and a curse. Definitely a gift and a curse. And a lot comes with it. A lot of a lot of a lot more bad than good. Mm-hmm. But the good is the fact that you can reach out to me on social media. You can reach out to every you every college coach from the nine doesn't have a social media page. Mm-hmm. So have a highlight or something you want to get to them, you can get it to them. I check yeah. my inbox all the time just to see if there's anything in there mm-hmm. of a kid that might be under the radar yeah guess what like i said the real coaches that really do their homework and don't just check the rankings and say we're going to offer 2 6 10 13 17 29 52 yeah that really do their homework they're going to evaluate whatever it is that you send them maybe make a call to your high school get a full game mm-hmm. maybe just really dive in if they see something special and whatever it is that you may send them yeah so definitely don't 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 feel like you cannot get seen and don't feel like if you don't get that opportunity right away, then it's over. Mm-hmm. You know? And at the end of the day, you should still be grinding to get into college. Yeah. You can get into college with good grades and maybe go to the school that you've always wanted to play for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you get there. Now you walk on. Yeah. There's so many different ways and, and, and blueprints that you just have to continue to think outside the box. Yeah. If I say, okay, well, I'm just a basketball player. I'm, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get a D1 scholarship, so I'm okay with just having a 2.5 GPA. Yeah. That's the minimum that I need to get get into mm-hmm. school. Well, what if you think the other way and think, all right, well, what if I don't get a D1 scholarship? Let me go ahead and get my GPA up to a 3.5 and apply to get into Louisville. Okay. Yeah. I get in. Okay, now I get a meeting with Coach Nolan Smith, Coach Danny Manning. I tell him I really want to walk on. I'll do whatever it takes to mm-hmm. be a part of the program. Guess what? I'm gonna love hearing that. I'm, yeah. gonna, give, I'm gonna give you a walk-on tryout. Mm-hmm. Okay, you walk on after you, after a year of practice. Because first of all, we like players. But we don't even care if you're a walk-on. Yeah, hoop. You can hoop. Mm-hmm. Fight and you outplaying somebody that's there. We are gonna put you in the game. Mm-hmm. You know because you earned it. Absolutely. I mean, you earned it by second year. You earned a scholarship. How how good of a story would that be? Yeah. So <laughs> and you see it a lot. I feel like you see you see it a lot. So so. So don't put all your eggs in one bag. Get, get your education, get your grades up. And if you don't get that phone call, you know what I mean? Just apply to some schools and get it done a different way. There's all there's Absolutely. so many that's just one, that's just one thing. That joint just popped in my yeah. head to do it that way. There's yeah. so many other blueprints and avenues that you can take in mm-hmm. order to reach your level of success. Just because you don't might not reach your reach your reach your first goal on on the timing that you wanted it. Again, as always, it's God's timing. Yeah. Figure it out a different way. He exactly. can prepared don't ignore that sign figure out what path that is yeah absolutely hey man we 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 can that that's that's invaluable information right there man and and coming from you know a former player not just a former player a former pro turned to a high major d1 coach uh, somebody that a lot of players around the country or and around the world want to play for uh and you specifically in that louisville program uh, these words that you're speaking can 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 change some lives, really. 
and I mean, with that, we can go ahead and start wrapping this up. Again, appreciate you hopping on, man. Uh, I know you. I know you're real busy now. It's in your new role, but proud of what y'all are doing so far. I'm excited to see what y'all do next season and 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 beyond that. Um, I already know y'all got big things coming. Got a big staff already loaded. So y'all y'all are locked in, ready to go. And and the young hoopers around the world are locked in, ready to go in their own world. And uh, hopefully, you know, people that tune into this podcast can, you know, get get a chance to wear that Louisville uniform one day. So uh, again, thank you for, for for tuning in. And you you have any final words? Go chase your dream. Go chase yes, your sir. dream. Appreciate you for having me on. Yes, sir. I can't stress about no because I'm a timid soul. Plus, I'm cooking up ambition on the kitchen stove. Pot start to bubble, see the suds. That good to go.